Whoa! And now he's realizing it. <laughs> yeah, it's awfully zoomed in. There we go. Back her out. Just a tad. Just a bit. All right, sit down. Are we satisfied? Uh, it was an extreme close-up like Mike Myers. Yeah, I Wayne's know. World. <laughs> it's okay. I narrated the whole thing for you. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> All right, let's let's poke this chicken in the ass and get it going. That's it. I don't know what that means. That's not a saying. That's not a thing. <laughs> it is now. It, Have you seen Horrible sure. Bosses? Yes. Both at the very them. end, he's like, "I'd like to bend her over a barrel and show her all forty states." And he's like, "I don't think that's a saying." And he looks at the camera and he goes, "It is now." <laughs> all right, here we go. In five. In five. There's my buddy, Brandon. I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Stranger. Hi, buddy. Hi. Oh, my God. It sounds so good to hear that song. No. Oh. I wanted to let it roll because I miss it so much. <laughs> I'm like a rock death sucker all the way to the end. All like 30 seconds of it. All 30. All the whole thing would be the best 30 seconds of your life. So I tell her it's the best three inches you'll ever get. It's the best 30 seconds. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. Uh, I don't. I don't think we can explore that too much on YouTube. Otherwise, we're gonna get like. A oh warning. yeah. Well, this station, this one of my two YouTube stations, isn't getting monetized. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty sure you want it to get monetized at some point, right? Yeah. All we need is nine hundred and sixty-seven more. Nine hundred and sixty-seven more followers to just click on the follow get button. Get there. Get there. It's 1,000 followers and 4,000 watch hours. That's a lot. I don't know if we're going to do that. <laughs> it's, it took me years on my other YouTube channel, but it's finally been accomplished. I'm monetizing on Maraza Woodworking. So thank you to those of you who have looked at my videos and subscribed. I have. I actually have a good, I have an idea for you for a YouTube video. Awesome. I'll take it. I, I think one of the things I was disappointed about not hearing from you because we were talking in the pre-show that I texted you on occasion and then I didn't hear back from you. One of them was when I did the video of the sign I made you and you didn't even respond. You're like, eh, I don't know. You I, I watched it. I sent you a link. I did. And I, and did. I clicked it and I watched it. But I didn't know that because you never said anything in the text. I have no idea if you even watched the video. I did. I promise. I thought, it, I thought it was creative editing how you got the No, I don't comment on YouTube videos. God damn it. I just don't. I'm sorry. I watch them on my phone or my iPad or my TV, and okay. I'm just not going to comment on things. Did you say I, I got to feel pretty convicted to get on there? You're like the star of the video. I'm not. I did like how you kind of edited together, like the little the part where you can tell that we've been uh, teared up. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I had to finagle the ending of it because there was more stuff on there but well yeah you know, yeah i uh thoroughly enjoyed making that project for you and have since made a cowboys one as you know for jonathan back and then it's better yours is better it's the first one infinitely better and uh i i was up in boise this past week with uncle harold's 
and I went to go see Doug Valesh of uh, the Holesworm and his wife, Gabby, Paint and Thread. And we started talking about licensing stuff. You know, we're making things that has licensing to it. And they both suggested I take those things, those signs, and one made for you and one for Jonathan, off my website. <laughs> yeah, because so, the NFL don't play games. Yeah, have you looked so, at have you looked at the licensing requirements for the NFL? No. Because I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one else is taking shit off of like eBay and it's stuff. Depressing. They're all selling all selling. I know. I, I don't get how well, I guess it has to be brought to somebody's attention first. Yeah. Um, but dude, like to get an NFL licensing license. <laughs> license, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, you have to like you have to be in business for so long. You have to show that you've done like X amount of sales, and it ain't like a low dollar amount. No, I'm sure it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. If yeah, not more. it's I think it's like minimum hundred k or something like that. Okay, and it's all this other stuff. I remember reading about halfway through, and I go, "Well, this will never be a thing." Yeah, right. So I'll just have to illegally make copyrighted shit and don't no, advertise no, 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 no. on my here's website. Here's what you do. Here's what you right. watch the video and this is how you can get around it. So okay. yours is going to be a little bit trickier, but like I think I mentioned this to them, but see if I, I got do it right. Is if say somebody were to buy like a 49er decal, right? And a they, decal or a f- digital file? Digital. They buy the digital file. That's officially okay. licensed. Right. So they so the NFL's already gotten their money for that. And then they provide that file to you and say, hey, can you put this on this this thing that you, yes, I I own this. I am paying you for like, say the, the signage portion. I would just like this, this image put on it, this image that I own put on there. And then you could do that for them. You're not, they're not buying a football thing or a, a Chicago bears sign. They're buying a sign and having you put the bears logo on there that they have Which already they purchased for. from the NFL or they... an officially licensed dealer or someone on Etsy that just makes the files, whatever. It's not <laughs> your problem. problem, right? Not I don't care problem. where they you get received it. the file from somebody. You acted in good faith, right? So I, I think I brought that up to Gabby and Doug. I said, this is how my buddy Brandon told me I could do it. And that's what I, that's the scenario. And I, I think gave that is like, you're walking right up to the line. <laughs> right over the ledge. <laughs> we'll see. So, um, I, I'll, I'll, I think I'm going to take those down. But those of you that do like those signs, um, I know that we're supposed to talk about the stuff in the woodworking portion, but, uh, you know, you can always email me and we can do it on the side. So, yeah. So Custom we'll get more order. into that. Right. More <laughs> into that in the woodworking portion. Uh, I just got back from a week in Idaho. I had some, uh, a potato. It was very good. Uh, we went to a steakhouse. Uncle Harold took us to Chandler's Steakhouse in Boise. Ooh. It's phenomenal. I, I've been there. I've Have you been really? to that Chandler's. Yes, my grandma lives in Boise. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, I Chandler's, man. To that steakhouse. It's a good steakhouse. Friday night. I've also I got seen the, the blue turf. Oh, yeah. Well, I can't. When we first went, like in 2010, he took us down to the Boise State campus, and I got a picture of Kim climbing the fence, cause pretending to go onto the field, because we couldn't get on the field. But I got oh, she pretended the, to climb the fence. She was no, she was climbing the fence. Well, no, I mean she, she climbed like, the fence to climb to yeah. climb over. I and did. We were pre- 
Did you climb over? Yes. And you got on the field? Yes. No one chased you? Well, I mean, it was the middle of the day and there was nobody out there. See, Michigan, you can just walk onto the field in Michigan. Yeah, that's it's cool. Not, I mean, I don't know if I could up. have walked onto the field from some other point, but we were driving around the campus. Yeah. And uh, I see the fence. I go, hold on, I got to do something. Oh, boy. Because my wife is a Fresno State alum. And for anyone that's a fan of the old WAC, the Western yeah. Athletic Conference, uh, Boise State and Fresno State are like, you know, they butt heads. So I ran out there into the, I think that's the north end zone, and uh, dragged myself across like I was a dog dragging his ass on the carpet. And then I ran back over. Anybody get any video of that? Besides I'm security. Sure there is somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure it exists somewhere. Did you, uh, now this was hopefully before you were a police officer. Oh, yeah, this was way before. I think I was still in the military. Okay. That's good. There's no so, <laughs> backgrounder missed that one. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Although these days, I don't think that meets the bar for disqualification. Probably not. <laughs> um, I had to take a picture of my steak and send it to my friend Dan because in the You're past the year, guy? he's a steak guy. Um, he, he said he wasn't going to let me come and eat steak at his house because up until last year, I would like it like medium well. And he said, you're not going to eat a steak in my house? That's no. medium well? No. So now I ordered this filet, medium rare. Okay. Oh, Good. my God, dude. Yeah. It just melted Converted. in my mouth. Yeah, well, Oh, yeah. He started making me convert last year. but And then every time I, I've only done it like, because I don't go out and, you know, order filets like this all the time. So maybe I've done it eight times in a year. And I send him a picture every time. So... And it's late, you know, Friday night. We're an hour behind, but I know he'd be up because of, you know, our schedule. So I send him a picture and in a text message, and he text messaged me back. He's like, my boy's all grown up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. Correctly said, ordering steaks. Yeah, I said, making you proud. And then he sends a Ron Burgundy gif. You know, Ron Burgundy shaking yep. his head. And so the steak is, I'm going to actually send this picture to you right now because. Dude, this was an amazing steak. Great. Now I'm going to be hungry. Yeah. Oh. So when we, we did okay. that. I'm barbecuing tomorrow, so. Oh, you lucky dog. I actually, yeah. um, I have tomorrow Dude, night pork. off, so. Oh, I love pulled pork. Love me some pulled pork. So we, were, we spent the week in Idaho and uh, visiting with Uncle Harold, which was fantastic. And every time I go out there, you know, it's so nice to see mountains. You get to see that stuff all the time. I don't. Uh, if I open my blinds right now, I could actually see a small mountain range off uh, separating the valley I live in from the valley I grew up in. Okay. Very cool. Not me. I could, you know, I don't. Yeah, you're up in the northern plains. It's nothing great up here. So I know. I've, I used to live up there. There's a pretty girl behind every tree. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's a slogan in North Dakota. So, I've got some stuff that happened leading up to my days off that we'll talk about. But uh, you said we're going to pick two or that's three a, things. That's a damn good-looking steak. Right, dude? It's way redder than I thought Is I'd ever cheesy eat. cheesy potatoes? You got the cheesy potatoes? Actually, 
I split a one pound potato, baked potato, which I should have eaten oh, the whole okay. thing by myself. And I, yeah, they sure. bring you all the sides of the bacon and the yeah. shed, shredded cheddar and the sour cream and the butter and stuff. I hurt myself. It was so good. And then nah, goat okay, you're on cheese. <laughs> yeah. Now I have to run. I got to start running. Um, yeah. Goat cheese. Uh, cheesecake. Ooh, holy sh- holy it's different. shit. Oh, my God. Is that good? Oh, this is amazing. Okay. The caramel mm-hmm. on it. and oh. Oof. All right. And then, uh, and then I, I bought a new suit. But we'll get into that. A new suit? Suit. Suit. You have a Sam Union you have a stroke? Item. You said stoot. I said suit, but I mumbled. You said stoot. So, so while I was actually, eat- uh, we're getting ready to take a trip for a week out to uh, Colorado. Going to smoke some weed? I mean, I could do that here, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> no, my uh, one of my younger sisters is graduating from high school. So we're going to fly out for that and all the festivities. Because uh, our trip last time to Denver was a... At least the flight out was an absolute nightmare and basically cost us a day. So yeah, we're going to go back and we're going to try it again. I remember. And I have a flight story when it's my turn to talk about my week. Oh, good. So how was your week or so how was your my week? Last and month? What, what was the last <laughs> month like at work without talking to me about some cool shit going on? Yeah. So, oh, God. We're just, well, I have a, I, I have a recruit for, for this rotation. Now, All right. She's in her third phase of training that's gross mike it's like rule number actually the very first thing they said in the fto school is uh once the door closed he goes all right rule number one don't fuck your recruit yeah and don't make hourglass signs with your hands apparently i don't know what i don't what what i did wrong with that everyone looks the same in a belt and vest nobody looks good body wise so so anyways you got a new recruit Got a new recruit. Uh, she's very soft-spoken, so sometimes it gets very quiet in the car. What she talk like? Yeah, she kind of like that. It's really quiet. And there's been a handful of times like you are going to have to use your big girl voice on this call because I've dealt with this guy. And he's not nice. You keep pointing. She, what? What's up? Because she reminded me of the the young black girl in police academy that couldn't talk loud. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's her. Yeah. All right. What, oh, so if God, people need to know what you're name? talking about, I forget her name, but uh, now I have to look it up later. Anyways. No, you keep talking. I'll find it. Okay. So I had her then like a couple of weeks ago, I stood in for an FTO and had another recruit who was like, she's a Marine reserve. And she was like, she was down to try to find bad guys. And this one, like she makes car stops to make car stops. And she found a, um, a parolee at large on Friday night. Giddy up. Mike, would you would you like to know what he was on parole for? Um, murder. Attempted. Did he come he from not, Cook he County? He was not successful. No, he actually came from the town I live in. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was talking to her afterwards. I go, hey, when did you know you had a good stop? She goes, when I went up to the car and I could very easily tell that he was decked out in Norteño tattoos. Like, cool, you want to know when I know you, you made a good stop? She goes, sure. I go, when the car was registered out of Hollister. She goes, how do you, really? how'd you know that? I go, because there's only, there's only two reasons 
people from Hollister come up here. One, we're a cop and we work here. Two, we're a gangster and we're coming up here to do some stupid stuff. Oh, hmm. oh yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for the brother who borrows his brother's car because he's like a school teacher. And he needs to get supplies, but he lives in Hollister, so they drive to your city to get some school supplies. And he well, gets, if he tries um, all the way up to all the way up there to get freaking school supplies instead of like the two or three other towns that he would have to drive through to get yeah, there, then he deserves to get pulled idiot. over. <laughs> he deserves everything that happens to him. That and the car was expired since like 2020. But they're gonna say COVID. It's COVID. Yeah. They don't That's have exactly to get my registration. I was like, oh, it was COVID. We just, yeah. we was, because of COVID, we had really hard times. I'm like, I don't care. Right. Get out of the car. Yeah. So that was, that was a really good one. And then um, uh, we had a case that made national news. We had a, a three-month-old baby uh, kidnapped that originally we thought was just a stranger kidnapping, which I was talking to, uh, to Annie about it. And she's like, that. So it didn't seem like that happened. So I go, no, it was stranger stuff, stranger cases in anything, whether it's a sexual assault or kidnapping are super rare. And it turns out that the friend of the grandmother uh, was in on it. What the fuck? And was kind of the point person. So, uh, but it has a happy ending. It took 20 hours and uh, basically every detective at our department working 30 plus hours straight been but there. the baby was found 20 hours after he was taken in good health. Thank God. Yeah, so. I had uh, texted you in reference to that because you had sent me a message that uh, you just see all the reporters sitting in their cars out here. Yeah. No, I was walking into work. It was the day that we the day that uh, we found him. <laughs> and they're all sitting in the parking lot texting, like, typing yeah. away on their computers and writing yeah. up the story. And this is after the press conference of like, hey, we found him. I'm like walking through. I'm like, hey, I saw you. I saw you. I know who you are. Don't look at me. Put the camera away. Put the camera away. The character's name was Laverne Hooks. Laverne Hooks. Okay. Hooks. Yeah. Well, that's that why I start calling her this week is Hooks. Hooks. <laughs> and then she's that's not cool. going to get it. She's not going to get the right. reference because she's 23. Yeah. Well, just tell her, uh, call her Hooks. And then uh, after a while, she's going to ask why. And then you tell her, watch Police Academy. That's one of the assignments I'm giving you because... See if it's any really how your police academy was. Watch it for overtime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even my boss would have a, I think, a hard time approving that one. Um, speaking of my boss, he actually sat me down and had a pretty good conversation with me. Uh, we had a case where some random dude, like, I don't want to say attacked because attacked implies that the suspect got the better of the off-duty cop, and that was not the case. Um, but he basically attacked, laid in wait and attacked an officer while he was off duty. I uh, didn't know he was a cop. Oh, I think just, I read that. Did I read uh, that? No, that didn't make the news. This, I mean, this was just some jackass. I was inside of a restaurant. Okay. Gets into some, uh, verbal argument with our off duty guy and then goes outside the restaurant and waits for 20 minutes for him to be done. Then comes out and starts the fight again, throws punches they tussle back and forth. We get called. We fly down. And uh, basically, the suspect's injuries were a uh, facial fracture. Good. And the uh, off-duty officer just had a bone bruise to his hand from breaking nice. the guy's face. Did he use like a... You're not supposed to punch people with a fist because you can... Yeah, your, I think that's what he did. 
but right. you know, it is what it is. But anyways, my, my sergeant pulled me aside afterwards and he looks at me and goes, you know, you handle that really well, you know, kind of managing the scene. Cause that was, it, that was too big of an event for, I think for the recruit to handle on her own. So I stepped yeah, in and no, managed No doubt. It. Yeah. And he, he pulled me aside and he goes, you need to take the sergeant's test. Oh, the, just right off the bat, you can just go take it, or the, is there a time? Well, it, it comes. Ours is every two every years. So often, yeah, ours is okay. every two years as well. So he goes, "You need to take the next one." And I laughed. I said, "I'm not making that mistake again." <laughs> he goes, "What?" I go, "That that completely derailed my military careers. I promoted too fast." Well, so I I like doing things still. As much as I would love well, to sit behind Target with him and manage things your... from afar. I mean, our sergeants, you know, some of them are still pretty busy. They do a lot of work, and that's on. It's up to them. They can do that. So I don't know how if yours is just strictly supervising, and you can't. Well, they try to do be stops more. and arrests and stuff. Well, you can, but then, say you make a stop and it's a good stop, and someone's going to go to jail. Well, now you got to pull one of your guys off the street to transport. No, you don't. You fucking transport them. Well, unless you don't have a cage car. We don't have a cage car. Our sergeants don't have cage cars. Okay. So, yeah, one of your patrolmen. I mean, you know how many guys I've... When my boss, Jimmy, before he got promoted to lieutenant, was our sergeant. You know how many guys I transported for him? He was arresting people every night. And I, yeah. I wasn't using the car myself, so I'll transport him because I'm not arresting you're probably anybody. okay with that. Well, yeah, whatever. I'm not ready to hand over it that. It depends on what part of my movie I was in when he called down <laughs> the stop and gets an arrest. <laughs> See, I'm not ready. I, I'm just, I'm not ready to do that. I still enjoy stuff. I still enjoy training. I want to go into some sort of unit before before I promote. Yeah, you know, the whole training thing, um, when I mentioned that I had stopped at the PD to pick up a squad or have someone drive me to the airport, and I met the two new recruits, and I introduced myself and said, I'm, I'll be one of your FTOs. And then one of my buddy goes, or not, if, you, if you're still here by the time they get out of the academy in three months. Oh. And I thought, oh, yeah, I guess maybe yeah. I won't be if things break a certain way. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. So what else happened? Um, That's the, those are really the two, three big things. From that's it, all we you had got? A couple Give of, me one more. Yeah, we had a couple of, like, kind of low-level protests, but they didn't turn into anything. Cinco de Mayo week is coming up, so that's going to be fun. I'm off. I'm off on the day. I'll work that weekend. So I, I'm, I'm working sure it. We'll get caught up. I'm working it in, a, in swing shift, and I'm, I'm so excited for this because instead of during, like, Cinco weekend, we work 12-hour shifts. All three it's across the time. board. Days and mids will handle calls for service, and okay. swing shift entire swing shift is designated as a mobile field force that we go and deal with crowd control, all kinds of, all the crazy fun stuff. Yeah. I remember you told me that. So I get to actually do it from the swing shift side versus coming in and just getting absolutely hammered with calls for service. (laughs) That'll be fun. And I'm happy for you. Um, My recruits not looking forward to it. I asked her, are you ready for Cinco? It's going to be fun. She's like, I've heard all the stories. And he said, it does not sound like fun. Like, Oh, it's, it's fun. Don't worry. The young people, the younger officers should like all that shit. They should. And it's I think the they guys will that don't want anything it. to do with it anymore. I, 
and I think it's like this for a lot of people is they get it in their head of like, Oh God, it's going to be busy. It's going to be this. Right. It's going to be that. And then they get out and they're doing it. And then it's like, Oh, this is freaking dope. If I never work another new year's Eve or 4th of July, I'll be happy. I love working 4th of July and new year's Eve. You know why? Everything gets beat in food. Not with us. People only call work. for the fireworks. They don't call them to beat the crap out of, out of each other. They call if somebody gets shot or stabbed. That's right, it. Yeah. So you're just blattering your calls on the beep. Yeah. Done. The call comes out and the sergeant looks at it and goes, yeah, beat info. Uh, we've got gunshots in this area. Yeah, beat info. It's fireworks. <laughs> we've got two There's bodies a, in the street. They're struck by fireworks. Beat yeah, beat info. info. <laughs> yeah, they're drunk. Yeah, yeah they're drunk. <laughs> They'll wake up eventually. Yeah. And if not, guess what? They're not getting any debtor. They're not right, going this, anywhere. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> so we had another fatal crash. I don't, did we talk about the double fatal I went to the other like month or so? Uh, Two people I think, crossing the street got smoked by a truck. I don't remember hearing that one. So two people were crossing the street in a marked crosswalk. <laughs> Sounds like a joke starting. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't very, it's not, a, the punchline's not funny. That good. No. Some guy in a newer GMC just, boom. So two individuals, were they together? Yes, a, mo- a mother-daughter. Both and then adults. They got... And it's like, it would be like the daughter's like your age and her mom. Okay. Recently that moved sucks. to the country from like ever. No, mom was visiting from like India or something. And gets smoked by this truck. That's very sad. Was the guy drunk? Yeah. Probably. He left. But. The hit so, and run. Deep yep. death. Yeah, so we, um, we, we, I think this one was bothering us, so we spent a little bit extra time getting camera footage and stuff, and we're able to get really good video of the truck, have video of it, of the whole accident taking place. Uh, it took about a day to ID the truck and the driver. Did you get a truck. picture of the driver? We, yes. You can actually see we him in the truck. We have security footage put that puts okay. the driver behind the wheel. Um, truck's in custody. Driver is on the run. Hispanic guy? Yes. See. See. He'll Went be down back to Mexico. Soon. That's where I would go. Actually, you know, no, I'd go to Canada because nobody expects you to go to Canada. But he might not have a passport, so he can't get into Canada. Nah. Just cross the border illegally. It works at both ends. Aren't they really? Str- Do they have? Last time I was up in Canada, Jesus, the Bulls were beating the Knicks coming back from two down two zero when we went out to the Niagara Falls, and then we just drove across into Canada. But we didn't. Passports weren't required, so I think there were still border agents there. Yeah, they just what's, have like little outposts. What's the purpose of your visit? So you can't just get into Canada unless. Well, <laughs> yes, you can. I'm sure you could jump a fence somewhere. What am I saying? Well, I don't think they even have a fence. We don't have a fence. <laughs> just walk through the woods. Just From North like, Dakota right in. Yeah, just keep freaking going. Just go north. And if you see a guard check, yeah, go to the avoid left. It. For, We're not know, telling people how to avoid authorities. If you're trying to escape you want to go to Canada, law. go to Canada. A. Do what you want. Just don't ask me to bail you out because I'm not going to do it. All right. 
I've been. I technically, I technically didn't go into Canada. I went into this weird international territory. It's called the International Peace Garden. It's on the border with the U.S. and Canada. It is not owned by the United States. It is not owned by Canada. It is shared by both. It's weird. Where's that? It's on the border of uh, the U.S. and Canada. Like, around, I mean, I've I'm heard that part. There, all right, it's in North Dakota, like somewhere in the Botno area. Okay. Um, super cool. Tons of flowers. Really nice to go to in the summertime. They have actual steel from uh, the Twin Towers in a 9-11 memorial that's there, and that's really cool or really powerful to see. Uh, but, yeah, you didn't need a passport to get in there, but you did need your all your identifying information to come back into America. Oh. So when people ask me, have you ever been to another country? No, I've never been to another country. Oh, so you've been in America the entire time? No, I have not. You're a dick. And then I just stare at them. Because I've so never heard of that place before, ever. I Neither did I. My wife found it online, and she goes, hey, we should go to this International Peace Garden. I said, what the fuck is that? She's like, well, it's on the border with Canada. I guess we got to go into Canada? She goes, no, we don't go into Canada. Well, then where the fuck are we going? It's like an international territory. What the hell? That sounds made up. Right, it does. I I went and looked it up. It's, It's actually designated as an international territory. There's part of it that like you actually go into like Canada, you go north of the border into Canada and there's a part that's south into America, but it's neither country has like territorial rights over it. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. So we spent a day there one time and then came back and now I understand why people just, just run across the border. It's just a pain in the ass (laughs) to get back. Hey, if they're running across, they don't want to come back. Well, I mean, they were coming back into America. I mean, not you know, if they're like running from across America. into America. No, nobody runs from America. As screwed up as we are, we're still better than everything else out there. Yeah. So how was how your month? All kinds of shit happening in my house. Um, so well, I have work. other stuff, but it has nothing to do with work. It has. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, no, and epoxy. That's not important. Okay, I want to ask you a question. I'm ask just going to touch on. I'm going to touch on. You know, I got another chase. Um, you got another one. Yeah, and what kind I didn't of even you? call it in because the rookie was driving and he saw a Cherokee SRT, and they've been used. Those are the vehicles that these guys uh, are using. They steal them, and then they, you know, they come and do bad things. So the boot went and got into a ghost pursuit. Nice. Yeah, he's nice. like, you want to call it in? I'm like. No, what do we, the guy was so far ahead of us. You're supposed to do that. We, we drove past the car. It was pulling out of a parking lot. I thought, I, I thought I might've mentioned this to you, but it's on my list. Um, Honestly, I don't remember, man. He saw it, the Cherokee. So he flips a bitch and the guy just beats it, man. Punches He's doing it. like 90 northbound on one of our big roads. And then, so the kid's going and then the guy turns eastbound. By the time we turn eastbound, the guy's almost at the next intersection to go northbound. We can see him make the turn, but we're nowhere. And we're going. We're moving. That's what he goes. You want to call us in? I'm like, what do you got? I don't know. I'm like, just, just go. Maybe we'll find him. He'll crash or something. We'll figure something out. We, we end up chasing. We go north. We go to the next town. We're coming back westbound. And then we get into the town that's just north of me, and we hear on the state band, Isburn, State Police Band, 
that they have a chase from their city southbound on one of our main thoroughfares that's on the west side at 110 miles an hour chasing a black Jeep. <laughs> I'm like, that's the motherfucker right there. And that's how so, you do it. <laughs> yeah, and they ended up chasing him into the city, and then they got away. But anyways, uh, so I, some guy comes into the lobby and wants to file a report. He's locked out of his Facebook account from some woman. So this guy tells me he's a police officer, and the rookie's taking the report, so I'm sitting and listening. And I want you to tell me if you think this guy's a police officer. Not only okay. does he tell me he's a police officer, he tells me he's a Chicago police officer. So he I don't think he's meets, a police officer, Mike. <laughs> he meets some chick online. Solid. And right. she says she's got a business proposition. Yeah, she does. And in order to make this business proposition successful, she needs 8,100, well, she needs money, and then she's going to invest it, and then he's going to get money back. I mean, so, it sounds legit. I mean, all businesses of need course, startup money. Throughout the day, he's promised a $12,000 return and yeah. gives her $8,100. Cop, no I cop. Mean, that's that's stupid. How old is this guy? Because that's going to factor into it. He's got to be close to forty. Not a cop. Fucking a, not a cop. <laughs> he's he's too old. I, like I like I could see I could understand like a rookie doing that. But why? Shit in their twenties because they're fucking retarded, Mike. I don't see any cop doing that, but whatever. I do. I see plenty. I. I would hope not. Given right, the so shit that, I've seen the last month, man. Yeah, right. Every time, I take, every single time I that take I say, that back. there's nothing that is going to surprise me. Motherfuckers going to surprise me. Yeah, every don't say single it time. Stop saying it, dude. Um, oh my god, I'm done. I I want to say, Dad, nothing surprised me. No, I can still be surprised. Apparently. So the rookie got in a fight with a woman with my partner Drew. That was fun. Uh, and then on a Friday night, yeah. Okay, good. On a Friday night, I get a call. I'm the East Zone. North of me is a, a city where I work security, and then they have professional sports teams and stuff. Um, they also have a large outlet mall, a fashion outlet mall. I would think that they would also have just regular malls, too. Hmm. Well, they have strip malls, but they, I mean, this is a huge mall, mall, like high end stuff. Ah, oh, all right. So I get a call to go to someone's house that's on the north side of my town and it borders that town. There's just, you can walk from, there's a fence up, but just north of these houses where I was getting dispatched to is the mall. Okay. And I get a call of someone pounding on a house door. Asking to be let into the house because there was a shooting at the mall. Actually, the dispatch said they tried to force their way into the house. And they said there was nice. a shooting at the mall. And I said, have you heard anything from that city that there's been a shooting? No, we're trying to. We're, we're trying to get information. No, we're, we're working on that. So we don't share a band with them. Or we can't even monitor their band, which is fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. So I fly up to the street and I, I go to the guy, I make contact with the homeowner. And I said, listen, man, 
what's going on. And then at the same time I'm talking to him, my boss goes to the mall and sure enough, active shooter. Oh shit. Yeah. So my boss is up there. My commander or my Lieutenant who was my Sergeant and he got promoted. My buddy, Jim, he was on vacation, but he happened to be in the PD in this plain clothes. When the call came from Rosemont, Oh, shit, I said the sound, the city. Anyways. Um, it's okay, you don't work there. Yeah, that there was an active shooter. Jim grabs a squad, all of his SWAT gear, fucking goes. He's not even on the clock. He's going. Yeah. So he's, he gets that, on the radio. The, and, an active shooter is our Super Bowl. We talked about yeah, this yeah. after VTA. Right. He's going in, and he calls me on the air. I'm, I'm up north there now, and he's like, go to this street and this street and protect this southeast corner of the building and make sure no one comes out or whatever. There's fucking people running everywhere. People coming out, running, no, screaming. Stop, 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 no. Oh, yeah. I, what, you know. So, the, Jim, it's not, it's, I can't do it. The best part, of, so there was an active shooter, okay? There were, um, there's one dead guy and two females that were struck. struck. The best part about this story is what I'm going to tell you now. No, oh, tell me now. So anyways, they get away. The shooters. They get away. And we're, we're all still locked down the mall and people are getting interviewed and all this other shit. So I find out later who the, air quotes, victim is. Okay. The next day I come in and there's a thing up on the, uh, up, uh, up on our board from uh, the detectives. So the victim, last year, uh, it'll be two years in this summer. It'll be two years, so maybe 20 months ago. Uh, I get a call of a crash, a hit and run, where the guy brandished a weapon and then took off. And then I, the car ends up, oh, I'm sorry, Danny got that call. Hit and run at a gas station, guy brandished a weapon. Two minutes later, I get the call of a hit and run up in the subdivision where the guy came around the corner, struck a truck, and then supposedly he was still in the car and threatened somebody with a weapon. I show up on that call, and I end up getting in a foot chase with this guy, and he's, I got him at gunpoint under a porch behind a house, and he's behind some garbage cans, and he's not listening. He's, he's not doing anything right. I can't shoot the fucking guy. So he ends up, like, running around the corner. He had a, maybe about a 15 yards on me. Uh, I had him at gunpoint at about eh, maybe 10 yards away. He bolts around the corner. I chase again. One of our other guys comes around uh, the other way. He goes through a yard. We end up fucking chasing him. He gets away. This is the victim. It's a fucking piece of shit gangbanger <laughs> that I was chasing. Right, that Could have night. saved his life. He just caught him. No, I because what would I? He'd be out. It's fucking Cook County. Hey. So here's the story. He's walking through the mall with his girlfriend. And he sees some other shitbag gangbangers, opposite gang. You know, so he takes a pistol out that has a laser on it, and he does he does this. He like lasers them from like down by his waist. Pulls out and lasers them. On the video, the guy who got lasered steps behind a post, pulls out a gun, comes out, shoots the motherfucker ten times. Well ten played. times. Well played indeed. 
he's got a case for justifiable homicide. He might. I yeah. feared for my life. Yeah. So, so I shot him. Yeah. And so like, at most he'll get weapons charges for like, hey, I carried a concealed right. weapon illegally. And if he's a felon though, so. Yeah, that's problematic. <laughs> that's an issue. So we had small, that. Small issue. Uh, Drew had to handle a 13-year-old who was sexually assaulted. That sucks. Yeah. And then um, the other night, before I left for vacation, actually, we get a call at the McDonald's of a guy in a car, four guys in a car, threatening someone with a gun. That's my call. I, was, I wasn't too far away. I spin around. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. I pull into the lot. The drive through window is on the east side of the building. I pull in from the west side. And then Drew pulls in behind me. We're the first two there. And we come around the corner. There's a long line of cars. And it's a white fucking Audi. It's all dark tint. And we, we don't have our lights on or anything, but we pull in the parking lot. And I can see the vehicle. And there's about four cars ahead of it and a number of cars behind it. And the passenger door opens. And some guy's like, looks like he's vomiting out the fucking door. And he closes the door. And uh, Drew can't get a plate. So for some reason, he shines a spotlight on it. And I go, oh, here we go. So I fucking put my spot on it, and now it's on. Now they know. Now they know. So this is one of the, I'm going to, for all my law enforcement, fellow law enforcement brothers like you, this is how not to do a felony stop. So Drew lights him up. I light him up. And then Danny pulls in the lot. And I said, I walked up to Dan's car. I'm like, all right, what do you want to do now? Because they know we're here. There's fucking cars everywhere. It's like, let's go. Let's roll. Now, my, another guy was taking a shit, and the radio doesn't work in the basement at the PD. He has no idea what's going on. There's only four of us on the street. <laughs> He's just now there's only his phone, just scrolling, yeah, yeah. And just bad, dumb, yeah. and happy. Looking at Red, Reddit or whatever. Reddit yes. porn, which I just discovered. Um, so, anyways. <laughs> which, by the way, I, in, in other news, huge fan of Reddit. <laughs> Apparently, I know why. Uh, so, now we got to do this felony stop on a car that's all blacked out with four suspects in it. And the, we get the plate, and it comes back to someone who has a valid, uh, what we call a FOID card, and a valid CCW. So... I'm on the left rear, driver's rear of the vehicle with my pistol. And I'm like in front of the car who's behind the, I mean, there's a fucking line of traffic waiting for burgers. I can just imagine the person rolling down their window and going, excuse me, officer. I just, yeah, right. I just need to get up there. I need to my get food, my burger. My food's going to get cold and I need it. So here's my phone. I'm posted back here on this car. And then Drew and Dan. Drew's doing all the voice commands. Rear passenger. Everyone, everyone, show us your hands. So we got hands out the window, all four. We can't see in. I'm literally like 13 feet from the fucking front door. And uh, I really got nowhere better to go. So we call the back passenger out. And Drew's like, backwards, walk backwards. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Step to your left, and I look. I'm, I'm trying to watch the door, and then he says, step to your left. The guy's fucking standing right next to me. This is a horrible <laughs> fucking felony stop. Danny grabs him, fucking cuffs him, looks at him and goes, if you fucking run, 
you're going to regret it. Stand by the squad. So he puts him by the squad. We, Dan's car, he was boss that night. No cage. My car's way over there. <laughs> Drew's car's way over there. So he just rests him up against the hood and tells him, don't fucking run. Second guy in the driver's side passenger, we have to make him climb. He can't come out my side because the fucking building's right there. He can't open the door. So now he has to climb over the back seat, and now I don't know what he's got with him. You know, I mean, we can't see him. But he's like, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. We get them all out the same way. Driver has to come out over the front, and I'm the whole time just waiting for someone to come out with a gun. We get them all out. No guns. Uh, They might have said something to somebody at some point. The caller left. He didn't even fucking stick around. That's how important it was to him. It was so important he left. Yeah, right. This is like 20 minutes it takes, right, to get these guys out. And the driver's like, I'm not mad at you guys because you guys are doing your job. I mean, he was really cool about it. He goes, but my fucking food's cold. <laughs> and I go, hold on, man. I feel you. <laughs> I know the manager. First of all, as soon as we start saying, drivers, show us your hands, they fucking locked that driver's window. They, were, they had gone up to the driver window then by then. They were at the window. So the kid, Connor, who's an idiot, that I always talk about at McDonald's, he fucking locks the window so no one can get in there. So I go up. I, I asked them if they can remake their food and stuff. So they remake their food. And then uh, we ended up not having gotten shot or had to shoot somebody. And we, now we all have to do these use of force reports because you fucking pointed your gun at somebody, you know? Yep. So we go to the station. Our, ours three is of us. really, really simple. You just like click a bunch of boxes. Oh, ours is manually. You fill shit out on paper. Well, that sounds awful. So we're doing that. And here comes the fourth guy. He walks into the squad room. We're all fucking right. And he goes, the fuck are you guys doing? Oh, we just did a felony car stop with three guys while you were taking a shit. <laughs> Thanks for asking. It's like, what? Huh. <laughs> it's funny. Our, the, the the warning reminded me of uh, the guy with the broken face. So he has to go to the hospital. And he's getting discharged. He's ready to go to jail. And he's handcuffed to the bed. The other hand's free. We got to now cuff both hands. Right. And he's been being an asshole the entire time. So I come up to him, I go, hey, dude, my name's Officer Silvera, and here's what's going to happen. We're going to uncuff you from the bed. You're going to put both your hands behind your back, and we're going to cuff you up, and then we're going to go down to jail. If you don't do that, if you do anything other than that, I'm going to punch you in the face. Where? In the face. In your broken orbital bone. That's where I'm going to deliver a punch. Do you understand? Yes, sir, I understand. Okay, are you going to go with the program? Yes, sir, I'm going to go with the program. But then we get him all the way out there. The nurse that's helping us walk him out, close, we close the door and take all this stuff from the nurse. And he goes, I like your style. I go, hey, <laughs> I go, not... fair is fair. I go, right. this whole thing, I had to go to a, to our, you know, twice a year mandatory training per the state. And the big thing they want us to do is start giving use of force warnings. Hey, if you don't follow commands, force may be used against you. That's what I did. I even told him exactly what force would be used against him. Right. So and he'll mean, as far as I'm concerned, I feel like I am the poster child for this. I'll have to have you come in and tell. Uh, no, that's what we do, right? Not I, only, I'll tell him, like, I will break your arm. You're in the hospital. Your stay will be longer, and you'll still have to come to jail. And these people are going to be super pissed about it. Right. <laughs> so since, since we spoke last... The Batman came out. 
Yes. The movie. Okay. Seen it four I've times. I've heard sorry. mixed reviews. Oh no, no about it. Okay. It's fucking is it, is it really that dark? <laughs> you mean like filmed dark? Like hard to actually see things. Not if you're in a theater or all your lights are off in your house. Okay, so I have to watch it at nighttime. I ran it in the shop one night with all these lights on. I couldn't see shit. <laughs> couldn't see anything. Okay. <laughs> couldn't see anything. Good to know. But it's um, good. Dude, I downloaded it yesterday from my trip home and I was watching it on my phone. I have the soundtrack. I'm constantly playing it in my car. The fucking movie's amazing. Okay. And I logged into my HBO Max account at work on while, on, while on break mm-hmm. because Drew hadn't seen it yet. So it took us two nights to watch the movie while we were at work in the squad room because mm-hmm. eh, the first we get halfway through the movie, we get smash and grabs. Two fucking burglaries, same crew's back, ripping ATMs, same fucking places that are getting hit. We're normally parked in those parking lots now. So the next night, we try to finish the movie. Eh, two more smashing grabs. <laughs> We're like, we can't watch the Batman at work, God damn it! Too many bad things are happening. Yep. So speaking of stuff like that, I mentioned in the pre-show, attempted the, uh, the beat gods. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a little bit of backstory for context. I've been on this team since December. And there's a gas station, a Valero gas station at a major intersection that has a, um, like, fried chicken restaurant in there. It's called Crispy Crunch Chicken. It's very good. It's really good. So, um, w- one of the nights, someone was like, dude, you got to get some of the chicken. It's really good. I'm like, okay, cool, get it. We go back to um, our little kind of hidey hole to eat it and midway through it uh, we get a hanging so we fly down there deal with it come back eat cold chicken a couple <laughs> weeks course. goes by and I'm hungry I'm like oh, I'm in the area I'm like, I'll grab some crispy crunch grab some crispy crunch and as I'm driving to go eat it a um, a suspicious package call comes out in my beat Backpack wires coming out of it. People are concerned. Left on a sidewalk somewhere? Yeah, just left in a parking lot. So okay. I get there, and I've been to these calls before. It's a backpack with headphone wires. Headphone wires. Charging yeah. cables right. hanging out of it. Until it's like, not. Hmm. Hmm. That's, why would this be here? And I look around, and I see one. I see two. I see three cars that have been broken into okay god I got that. damn it <laughs> cold chicken so so we s- swore no off. more chicken. no more crispy right. crunch chicken we can't watch okay. the batman either anymore like okay so earlier this week one thing I, my recruit doesn't eat like if i make her go if i say hey we're gonna go get something to eat she'll eat but doesn't but she bring I, anything? If I no, she's she says I eat before for a I ten work, hour and shift, I, and I eat after. I'm like, I have a friend that does that. I go, that's but, dumb. But ours are fourteen hours by the time you travel, so I got yeah. a friend that won't eat at work. So we finish up a call, and I look at her and go, "All right, we're gonna eat. What do you want to eat?" She goes, "Whatever you want, it's fine." I go, "No, no, no. One of your greater categories is problem solving, decision making. Make a decision." 
And me and my buddy start <laughs> start listing off all the different places that we could go to eat. I go, if right. you don't make a decision, I go, we're going to tempt the beef and we're going to go to Crispy Crunch. Mm, and let's do it, man. And she's like, that's fine. We go to Crispy Crunch. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> it just, like, you could have said Popeye's. Popeye's is literally a hundred feet from us. Apparently you have no Chick-fil-A because you would have made her go there. Yeah. If Chick-fil-A was in our district, we'd be going there. Right. Um, so we go to Crispy Crunch. We take it back to our, our little hidey hole, and I eat the crispy crunch. Finish it, and I have hey. this brief. I have this brief moment of euphoria. It's be okay, right? It's gonna be okay. You remember that officer fight I told you about, where the <laughs> off-duty officer got attacked? That was it. That came out. <laughs> While I like, as I'm like throwing the box away, everyone's like, "God damn it!" Like, really? We're like, "Okay, I'm sorry. It's my bad. It's my bad." If you think about it, it's really the recruit's fault because you didn't make a decision. So. I right. mean, it's in my beat. I got to take the paper anyway. So, all right, let's go. <laughs> We're no longer allowed to watch Law and Order. Any kind of cop show. Any of them? No, none of them. Um, remember, we used to watch Live PD. Nope. Yeah, can't watch no, Live can't PD. Not even though it's not on anymore. We can't. There's a British version. They have a British. Nope. Really? Can't have. Yeah, no cop shows whatsoever. Can, or Batman can now be on our hmm. television. Good yeah. to know. We'll get fucked and, and have to sit through four hours of ridiculousness without getting a call. But God forbid you put the Batman on, you're not going to finish it. Can't do it. Can't do it. <sighs> so that was it, man. Just tons of, you know, smashing grabs. Oh, the last thing. I, I put a note on here. All right. Mike, Mike Hunt. Get through it. Mike, Mike Hunt. Hunt. Mike Hunt. The name Mike and then Henry Followed Union. Followed by the word Hunt. Nora Tom. Back in the day, yeah. when the Simpsons first started, right? Has anyone seen Mike Hunt? <laughs> they call the bar. So anyways, the, na- the reason this name's on my phone is I now do the red light tickets. You know, one of the guys that does the red light tickets. This fucking guy, Mike guy Hunt. that name? He drives a white Ford Fusion at all hours of the day, runs the same fucking red light, and I got him like 15 fucking times. Nice. 15 times. And this plate comes down south, southern Illinois, which there's no way he lives down there because he's not in the neighborhood that much if he lives down in southern Illinois. So he's, I don't even know if he's, he's probably not even paying these fucking tickets. But every time I sit down to open up the queue for red light tickets, everyone looks. I go, hey, there's Mike Hunt. There he goes. Another one. And another he's one. He's like control what? F and then just type in. <laughs> what the fuck? So had a lot of fun the last month uh, at work doing a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, this tomorrow would have been my retirement day. But then you but decided it's not. not to. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, I didn't decide not to. I'm just still working. <laughs> There's a difference. But remember you know? we said we were like two to three things? Yeah, we we're got at two like to three things. We're 37. Okay. Uh, while we were gone, unfortunately, 15 officers um, lost their lives. So I'm going to ask you, we can just do the names and just what happened. I mean, not the description, the name, the date, and how, and then move on. And if everyone wants to know more detail in reference to the calls and stuff, they can go on to the Officer Down Memorial page. I think that would up. be fantastic. Just quick right. name, yeah. date. Because it's sad enough as gunfire, it is. Gunfire, COVID, right. car wreck. So we'll, we're going to do that. If, everyone, if that's good with everybody else, then you can't have a say because you're just listening and not participating in the show. Um, 
<laughs> Anybody opposed to this? No? No? Good. Okay. Uh, okay, good. Oh, and now, hold on. So while I'm waiting, because my second computer just went off the page where it was on for the last three hours saving it. It's just, just an image of a cat hanging onto a tree saying, hang in there. <laughs> hang in there. <laughs> All right, here we go. Wait, not yet. Nope. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Almost. Almost. Here we go. There it is. There it is. Cue sad music. Oh, that was very well timed. Good job. We're a team, man. The Pennsylvania State Police in Pennsylvania, Trooper Martin Francis Mack III. End of watch was March 21st, 2022. Uh, cause was vehicle vehicular assault. Now, real quick, I'm just going to... I read this one first. This guy makes a traffic stop of some woman, suspect DUI. They get a call of a pedestrian in the roadway, and they got to go help somebody, some pedestrian in the roadway, who's more important than the woman they just pulled over, apparently. So they leave her. They go to deal with the pedestrian in the roadway, and while they're dealing with him, this fucking bitch drives around two squad cars and kills kills him. And it was the woman that they pulled over, suspect DUI. Hey. Okay. Yep. Special, special place in hell. Yep. And then his partner, just two of them were there, Trooper Brandon T. Siska of the Pennsylvania State Police. He was also killed in that same incident on March 21st, 2022. From the Everett Police Department in Washington, Police Officer Dan Roca. End of watch Friday, March 25th, 2022. Cause was gunfire. From the Franklin Police Department in Tennessee, Police Officer 2, Jeffrey Herndon Carson. End of watch Saturday, March 26th, 2022. He died from a heart attack. From the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office in Indiana, Deputy Sheriff Douglas Warren Sanford. End of watch, Tuesday, March 29th, 2022. Cause was COVID. From the Houston County District Attorney's Office in Georgia, investigator Donald Richard Crooms. End of watch, Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. Automobile crash was the cause. Bluffton Police Department in Ohio. Police Officer Dominic Francis, end of watch Thursday, March 31st, 2022, from a vehicle pursuit. Lebanon City Police Department in Pennsylvania, Lieutenant William D. Lebo, end of watch was Thursday, March 31st, 2022, from gunfire. Harris County Sheriff's Office in Texas, Deputy Sheriff Darren Almanderas, end of watch was Thursday, March 31st, 2022, from gunfire. Henrico County Police Department in Virginia, end of watch Thursday, March 31st, 2022, for police officer Trey Marshall Sutton from an automobile crash. Cedar Bluff Police Department in Alabama. Sergeant Christopher Michael Vaughn, end of watch, 
April 1st, 2022, duty-related illness. Harris County Constable's Office, Precinct 7 in Texas, Deputy Constable Jennifer Chavez. End of watch, Saturday, April 2nd, 2022, from a vehicular assault. From the Ohio County Sheriff's Office in Kentucky, Deputy Sheriff James Jerry Critchlow. End of watch was Wednesday, April 20th, 2022, from a heart attack. From the Casey Police Department in South Carolina, Police Officer Andrew Barr. End of watch, Sunday, April 24th, 2022, from gunfire. And from the Knox County Sheriff's Office in Illinois, Deputy Sheriff Nicholas D. Wiest. End of watch was Friday, April 29th, 2022, from vehicular assault. That's way too many, man. Yeah. All right. So we can um, transition from that sad shit. To less sad shit. To less sad shit and scary stuff and uh, woodworking stuff and personal happenings. Yeah. So what's going on in your shop? Let's talk about our wood. Let's let's do that. (laughs) I went from six to midnight like that. Okay. Yeah, you did. I have that effect on people. It's all right. Yeah. You're not the only one, Mike. Thank God. <laughs> so, let's see. Uh, I finished the uh, Cat Credenza. That's what I'm calling it. Cat Credenza. I, I, have no clue. I have no clue what the fuck to call this thing. It's like a giant cabinet. It's like a coffee bar. Except one side is open and it's supposed to house a um, like litter box. So... And the thing that it's modeled after is called a coastal credenza, but I think that was just like the theme of that particular one. So I'm calling it a credenza. Any doors? Yes, three of them. Does the cat open a door himself to go in it? No, there is one panel. One of the end panels does not exist, so the cat can just come in. How fancy. From the side. And then the front of it is just some doors. So you can get in there to clean the cat poop. Okay. So I finished that. It is completely done. I used Wipe-On Poly for the very first time. And where has this been all my life? I haven't used it, but people swear by it. Oh, my God. It's great. It's so great. (laughs) Like, if you don't, like, so for for some things, like, yeah, it is good to spray things. It's so much quicker. But the paneling for this is basically this, I don't even know what the hell to call it. It's like a particle board kind of thing, but it's got a paper on it for the um to show like pallet wood okay it's not like a very thin veneer yeah kind of it's kind of like that i think it's like an eighth of an inch thick um but it's got it's actually paper like it the the pallet wood is printed on paper that is stuck to this thing you can get it for like 30 bucks for like a full-size sheet at at a home depot and it stains i didn't stain it oh right you just i stained the wood around it okay but I didn't want to spray because I didn't want to do something to screw up that paper. So I just wiped the wood with the wipe on poly and left the panels just as they are. Cause I don't want to that, screw that. Okay. Up. Yeah. And so, so you love that now. So you can just wipe it on. 
Yeah, so it's it's fantastic. It does take forever to dry, but you know, is it oil based? Yes, I've, oh. I looked all over. I couldn't find a water based one. Okay, so that explains the dry time. Yeah, so I'll, yeah. whatever, I'll use it. Um, but no, I was really happy that that's done. I was. This thing has been a giant, just one big. Oh, hey, it's not sad, Mike. It was, I mean, yes, it was a pain in the ass, but it's not I sad. I was going to clap for you, but the sad music is still playing because we, we zipped through that portion yeah. of the show. So I don't know what happened. I measured about eight different times and made the cut for the tabletop. Uh-oh. Go to put the tabletop on there, and it's a good, like, two inches too short. Holy shit. Yeah, like not by a little bit. So I'm sitting there going, what the? oh. I mean, I, I, I lost it. I started throwing As stuff. As would I. Yeah. <laughs> so I took some of the leftovers, cut like a three-inch strip, and then doweled it to the end because I didn't want to go spend another $35 on this um, like kind of pre-done butcher block. Right. So I was like, no, we're just going to fix it. So it's fixed. And that was stressful. And then to get the panels in my car, I had to have them, I had to have Home Depot use their panel saw to split them down right. the middle. Okay. I mean, which would be fine, but then they weren't quite <laughs> tall enough to reach where I needed it to. So I'd have to take them through the table saw again and cut another strip off oh. and then use Starbond to like tack this thing together. <laughs> Oh no! Just, it's been nothing but one thing after another, like not catastrophic, but a bunch of like like death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, right. So That's, it's uh, finally done. It's it's ready to be delivered. I just uh, I can't wait to get this thing out of here. <laughs> um, but I actually kind of made a decision in the middle of all this to I'm gonna not focus on big projects. Unless it's for the house and for my family. Right. You're not going to pimp yourself out to do big projects. Yeah. I mean, if somebody's willing to pay, like, I think this is, if she doesn't need me to deliver it, it's going to be about five, almost $600. Okay. Um, if you deliver it, then do you have to rent a truck? Yes. Well, like I could Home probably. Depot for 20 bucks? Well, no, I, the Home Depot here doesn't print trucks. So I'd have to get a U-Haul. Or a U-Haul pickup yeah, truck. I... Yeah, I usually do a U-Haul pickup truck. Yeah. And okay. that runs about 150 bucks. Yeah, uh, by the time I drive all the way by the time I drive all the way there and back. Oh yeah. So it's like a hundred it's like a hundred miles round trip. And I gotta put gas in it. So I told her like a delivery yeah. fee is gonna be $150 minimum. Oh, easy. Right. Yeah. So I because I also need to get a bunch of MD, I need to get three full sheets of MDF and a sheet of uh, drywall. Because we're starting the kitchen, the kitchen counters, and the backsplash. Yeah, baby. And I'm a big fan of killing two birds with one stone. Three, if right. I can really. If you so, can, if you had if the I most really powerful slingshot. Yeah. So on the way back after dropping it off, I would stop by Home Depot and get all that stuff. But that makes sense. It's going to be up to her on if she wants it delivered or not. Which I wouldn't. I would find somebody. I mean, I could probably fit this thing in the back of uh, Annie's SUV. Right. And deliver it up there, but if I need to get stuff from Home Depot, I'm going to just get a truck. So, uh, but in the middle of this, I decided I'm going to stop, like, kind of focusing on 
like trying to do furniture and tables and stuff like that and just focus on smaller things, quick turnaround stuff. Because for Easter, I don't know if you saw this stuff going around social media of um, these empty tombs. People would basically cut out two to three pieces of wood, kind of abst or very freehand kind of waves in it to make it look like rock stained or painted or whatever they want to do with it. And then they'd have like another piece cut out off to the side and have one of the original three pieces notched to represent the open tomb, right? So I started doing a, a couple of those, and I saw a huge spike in Etsy. That, in the last 30 days, that one product has been viewed over 300 times. And I think I sold four. <laughs> Good. But I sold four in like a week. Good. So... I'm going to try to focus more on like less on stuff like this in my background. For those of you listening, it's the little Peloton shoe rack thing and yeah. more on like smaller things like signs. Like I've been, I've been experimenting doing signs, whether it's engraving through paint or stain. Um, and then now I've kind of bumped it up a notch to where I'll paint it. I'll cover it in tape once it's dry engrave through the tape and then paint that and then peel it all off and it it, it looks actually really good are you using so, aura mask or are you using like blue painters tape blue painters tape okay so and that that's been working fine uh, i gotta get a little bit better at at taping because i did have a little bit of bleed through <laughs> but no I've, I've i've been having fun doing that and uh i think there's going to be a lot more signs to the Etsy shop pretty soon. In fact, I'm even thinking about uh, switching over to a website, although it's it's one of those things that's a catch-away too. Yes, I don't have to pay 20 cents every time I list something, but I have to drive all the traffic to that site versus Yeah, I'm going to talk about in, that. Etsy brings in a ton of traffic for me. Like just looking at the back-end analytics, Etsy brings in 80-plus percent of the traffic to my shop versus... You know, me pushing stuff out. I, I just don't have time during the week because I, I work and then I sleep and then I go back to work. Wait, wait, what's that like? Yeah. Why, well, dude, it's so good. It's so good to get, even on the days that I only get like six hours of sleep, which is typically where I'm averaging, I wake up, I feel fine. I have my cups of coffee and I'm good. Versus uh, midnight, I would get six hours something. of sleep and feel like yeah. dog crap. Right. And that was if I got six hours. So that's that's going to be one of the big changes uh, coming up in the near future is I'm going to probably go through, take some stuff off the Etsy site, and then focus more on small things like cutting boards, security boards, stuff like that. And starting this, probably this coming weekend, uh, the kitchen, the countertops, the epoxy countertops are going to finally happen. We have the epoxy in hand. We it came in a month ago. In hand. We have the kitchen sink in hand. And now it's just uh, time to do it. Time to pray. Pour and pray. Pour and pray. <laughs> Good luck. I'm, I'll be looking forward to seeing all that progress. It's going to be It's gonna be fun. We're both pretty excited for it. Uh, we're both very nervous. We've been, I've been studying uh, stone coat countertops. I'm going to shout them out as long as this stuff is good. If it sucks, then I'm going to. Oh man, I'm going to retract everything. I'm going to. I might have to stand up for for that rant. 
Um, no, we've been watching their videos on how they've been on how they do stuff, and we are going to mimic that. I mean, that's the best, best way. of our ability, right? <laughs> so that's that's a win. Yeah. So I mean, we're we're both pretty excited, and it's just a matter of uh, doing it now. And then we've got we we went with. I don't know if you've seen these. It's a, it's so it's a subway tile backsplash, but each tile is beveled on all four sides. Yeah, yeah. It looks super cool. I like it. Yeah, it's but a the cool big look. Debate, the big debate we have now is: Are we going to go white grout or a dark colored one? White is my preference. See, I think I'm gonna. I I was leaning more towards the darker color to really dark get a gray. contrast. Yeah. I've done both. I've done white tile with gray grout and white tile with white grout in the new bathroom up here, and I really like the all white. Mm-hmm. Okay, but but I like the white and gray look as well. I think that I, yeah. that's where I'm leaning because that'll tie in also with the grays that are in the the epoxy. That makes sense. So, I'm trying. I'm getting my design hat on. Giddy up! <laughs> it's I'm trying trying new stuff because Annie actually made her first sign. And she had a friend, uh, or she's still her friend, <laughs> that uh, wanted uh, a, a Bible verse on a sign. So okay. she just picked my brain. Was, do you think we could do this? Well, yeah, sure. Painted it all up, and then she used the uh, cricket for the saying. And like some yeah. of the just weeding out some of the stuff in the letters is such a freaking nightmare. Oh, I know. I wanted to ask you then. So she used the cricket. Did she use the cricket? To just do the letters, or did she use the cricket to remove the letters, put it on, and spray or, or brush it? So she didn't use it as a stencil. She used it okay. for the letters. The actual letter. Okay. And that's what and I was, wanted to do. Yeah. I, and honestly, I, I really liked the way it looked. It was a pain in the ass uh, oh, with the weeding font. that stuff sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. there were some, like, my son has it on his sign that I did, and I was, like, trying to peel off the, the masking tape, and it's, like, having to get in there. I actually was using cricket tools. The little like yeah. dental pick thing, yeah, I got it. <laughs> to like yeah. get all this stuff out. Right, it's a and, slow, um, tedious process. Yeah, I think it took me on my sunset. It's about one foot by one foot. Okay. I think it took me about an hour to get it completely weeded. Yeah, but I think putting the letters on took us probably a good ninety minutes. Okay, and it was so big that we had to, we couldn't like peel everything off at once on the transfer tape. So we were having okay. to do it in sections and then like yeah. reline stuff. Put it up together. And, yeah. God, it was so stressful, <laughs> but I, I like my new way with the laser. Cause then I just click fire on the laser and then I go do something else for like two, three hours, like work sure. on other things and then come back and it's done. And then I just paint it and let it dry. Right. And I can do the same with the CNC. If I just put over the um, film and yeah, engrave it and then paint it when it's done. So I got a bunch of signs I want to make. I got a list on my phone. It's got to be 30 signs I do. Signs I have a list there. of, I think uh, we're going to do a lot of, at least coming in the near future, we're going to do a lot of Bible verses. That'll be one option. And then do more um, kind of like smart-ass sayings. Or... I've seen some pretty cool bathroom ones. Like one was a, uh, hey, like I see you forgot your phone. Here's a word search. So, yeah, you got to st- steal some ideas, too. Oh, I'm going to steal the shit out of stuff. Like, just yeah. ideas and then put my own spin on No, no, I'm not going to plagiarize. Right, It'll of course. It'll come not. after me. So what's, uh, 
besides this giant kitchen island, what you what do you got going on? Dude. Yeah, so uh, when I delivered the five foot flag, the, the secretary flag, for those of you following the, along. The big ass flag, yeah. Didn't I put that in your video? Probably. I have one of the videos or reels I did I, of working on that, um, of working on your San Francisco 49ers sign. I put an arrow and, and the a words, big that's ass a big, flag. That's a big ass flag. <laughs> it was in the background. So uh, the whole island thing, I don't know if, if I mentioned it last time we talked because it was a month ago, but I delivered the big ass flag and then the secretary said, hey, our kitchen guy quit or we had to fire him. Would you be interested in making a kitchen, a custom kitchen island for me? And like an idiot, I said yes. Yes, because I would love to. I like taking on huge projects that I've never done before. <laughs> now, so do I've, I. That's why I keep building freaking furniture. <laughs> right. I actually want to build furniture, but part of this build is I have to install this too on ceramic tile, which is going to suck because I did it. I. I installed an island in my last house on the kitchen, in the kitchen on ceramic tile, so I know how to do it. It's just I just don't like doing it. Yeah. But so I needed to get the wood for this project, and I was going to use Baltic birch, and I priced it out that way. And then Baltic birch, after Russia uh, invaded people, uh, it went up to one hundred and sixty dollars <laughs> a sheet. <laughs> in so, Soviet Russia, birch ply you. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I that's switched the best I could do. I switched the wood around. So I get all the wood and get it home. And then I start working on it. I'm just going to do the carcass. And I use, I have to break shit down in the, with the track saw, right, in the garage. I get it broken down, and I start, start working in the shop. So I got the back of the island ready. In the center, I want to put a router. I want to put router a dado because I want to inset the center shelf. And then the support shelf. And then there's going to be two shelves inside, you know, but the panel in the center. So I got everything up. I'm using my little Ryobi uh, palm router with a, a good bit in it that's made for plywood. And my mistake, I set the bit depth at quarter inch instead oh, of sneak depth. Because I'm an idiot. So instead of, instead of <laughs> sneaking up on it, I'm going all out, right? So I buzz it. I, I get halfway through. I got my track saw as the guide for the square-faced plate, you know, of the router. That's yeah. good. It doesn't really like eating into this plywood for some reason, so it's making noises, and then it starts shaking a little bit, and then boom, fucking bit comes out of the router, goes through the fucking Jeez. back of the back panel, hits the fucking table, and shoots off somewhere. They have no idea where it went. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. It ruined a sheet Ugh. of plywood. The whole sheet. I'm like, son of a bitch. So now I got to go get another sheet of fucking $80 plywood and eat that cost. And the other thing is I need help. So I, I asked um, my buddy Marty from Red Lake Woodshop. He actually lives uh, just north of me. So I asked him, he had ordered a T-shirt from me. And I asked him, hey, man, you can come pick up your shirt and stay in the shop and visit, but can you meet me at the Menards and help me grab some plywood? He's like, fuck yeah, I'll meet you after work. So he helped me grab the plywood and bring it home. So now 
I have the new back panel glued up with the side, the end panels. And it's, um, I bought, I'm going to show you these because, and then in case anyone's watching, I bought a set of four of these Rockler clamps. So these black L shaped things you can use just to square stuff up with clamps. And then if you lay them down and you put them in these, this, the base, you can actually lay your panels in here and it gives you perfect 90s. And then at the top, they have these little plastic um, clips that you clip the on the top of the two pieces of plywood and mm -hmm. it, it keeps the top lined up. So I had all that on the bench. Uh, and I didn't know if I was going to use biscuits or dominoes or whatever. If you have a domino, up, you should use dominoes. I should. I just don't know. I haven't done the thing where you line up the domino on the panel and it's exact, you know, I haven't figured it out yet. So I just drilled pilot holes and used power pro screws and glue. But now there's holes in the back of the panel, obviously. So I asked, screws the do that. I asked the client, now I can fill them with wood filler. Yeah. And just, and before I put this all together, I actually edge banded the end of the, the big long piece of plywood. And then I was just going to wood fill over that too and sand that down so it looks smooth like it's all one piece, you know, instead of doing 45s or whatever. So I asked the client, I said, hey, can I, would you mind me trimming the whole thing out? She just wants a plain back on this island. On the front, we'll have four shaker-style doors. So what I wanted to do was just trim out each corner all the way down and then basically a box on the side and in the back, you know, shaker-style. And mm -hmm. it would also then cover the screws. Try finding pictures of that. It's almost impossible. I, I mean, I found some pictures that were similar, but then they do I mean, the board I, and batten look. See, or they do the X's. Picture of shaker style stuff. Pretty simple. Well, but there's <laughs> added stuff in there. I just wanted to well, show yeah. her what hers would look like. And I don't have Fusion 360 hmm, um, where you can design it in there and it looks like an actual piece of furniture. So, you anyways, I'm working on that. I could draw paper. it. Yeah. I might still do that. I sent her some pictures that I took off the internet tonight and just sent them to her. I said, look at this picture, but disregard this part of it, you know, something similar. And then she wants posts because there's going to be an overhang. It's only 16 inches wide. So I think her granite top is going to come out 12 inches on each side. And the, the countertop guy said, you don't have to have posts. But you want posts. At 12 inches, it's still okay not to have them. But she wants them, and then she doesn't. I would like turn, to put turned legs on there. She Do just you have wants a, a square. She just no. I would buy them from. I would have quoted her from Osborne Wood Company. Well, okay. You can buy some turned maple. Um, so she just wants some square, and then she asked me if they were going to be attached to the island. And then the last thing in her email was, "Oh, the floor was laid by the same guy who we fired for the kitchen." So I don't know how flat it is. <laughs> like, oh shit. Yeah, so anyways, you have fun with that. That, that's I'm making, gonna be a fucking yeah. nightmare. I was making this my only project, so like I, I think I told you, um, a week ago Monday. I was gonna work Monday, Tuesday, be off Wednesday, Thursday, work the whole weekend, leave Monday morning for Idaho. So two nights in the shop to work on the island. I get an email Monday night from a copper who wants a flag for a buddy at a retirement gift, and he needs it by Friday. Last night. What day do you get this email? I got it on a week ago Monday. So you got it on Monday, and it's needed on Friday. It was needed on the following Friday. So it would have been a week, a weekend, oh. you know, 
10 days. I thought it was like you needed it but the same no, week. No, no. It was needed in 10 days, but oh. I only had two shop nights. <sighs> so fine. usually it takes you me five this. shop days to do a flag. I happened to have a flag that was cut and stained, not put together from a previous blue line order that never was picked up or even paid for. So I, I was going to send him a discouraging, like, I'm going to price it so high he won't want to buy it email. You're going to give so me the FU price. <laughs> so I sent them the FU price and said, it might be possible. I have two days this week, and then I'm on vacation. Um, if you had the patches and, you know, and, so he goes, oh, email. Here's all the patches. Three departments. He had them already. I'm like, son of a bitch. And I charged, I said, 300 bucks. And it's lighted, a lighted flag. I usually charge 255 for those. So 300 bucks if you had the patches. Boom, here's the patches. God damn it. Like, okay. Your F me price go. was an F me price. Yeah. <laughs> so it turned out, that's all I worked on for those two days. I texted him Friday, said, flag's ready, meet me at work. Turns out he's a captain of his police department. So he jumped in the squad, drove over in his squad, picked up the flag. He was supposed to have given it Friday night. I don't know. He was going to send me pictures. I got to shoot him an email and ask him how it went. So I got that done. And then, you know, I'm working on the house. So while I was off, before I got COVID, in the week that we didn't record because I was so fucking tired, I put up all the can lights in the house, 16 can lights I put up in the kitchen, the eating area, and the family room because it's had no ceiling for three years. And then I built a soffit over the sink for the drop-down can light. Got all that done. I can't find a fucking drywall guy. I found one guy who said, well, if you hang it, I'll tape it. I'm like, I don't want to fucking hang 22 sheets of drywall by myself. That's why I'm calling you. I don't want to do any of that. He's like, I'm too old, so I can't do that by myself. So I'm like, okay. So then I asked someone else for a phone number. And I, I found a guy on Facebook, an actual business who's licensed, insured, and bonded. He quoted me. 100 bucks a sheet. Four days, he said it would take him to hang 20 to 22 sheets. Four days. It's a lot of, I can't, my wife would have to take off work, work from home, and then I'd be sleeping above it where he's fucking pounding and screwing in for four days. That is not a good. So then finally, the guy that does my window tinting, my buddy Fred, he says, hey, here's my contractor's number. Did my house. Give him a buzz. I text him. He goes, I'll get you a quote at the end of the week. That's cool. Weekend comes, I text him on a Friday. He goes, I'm going to be doing quotes tomorrow. Okay, good. Monday, I text him. Hey, man, got my quote. Fucking ghosted me. Ouch. Been two weeks. So I still have to find a fucking drywall guy. Whatever. So I got that going on. The lights look great. Holy shit, what a difference lighting makes in a house. Uh, I got, <laughs> I wanted to tell you, I had a boot company reach out to me. And ask me if I'd like some boots. I would like some boots. I'm like, I wear a size 13. The company is Brunt. You might be seeing them. Motherfucker. Quite a bit bit now on Instagram. (laughs) Pull your mic back. People might want to hear you talk. Um, (laughs) He's out. He's gone. Brandon's walking out. He's going towards the door. He's, He's had enough of me getting free shit. So, wait, he's back. Uh, so, here they get me. Can I read you the email? It's fucking or the message on Instagram because it's it's funny. Yeah, this is sure, an actual. This is an actual company. I don't know if I would send an email like this as a company person, which makes me. It, that's why it made me laugh. Uh, okay, here we go. 
Hi, Mike. I hope you don't mind me reaching out. Love your content. Looks like you do a bunch of cool shit. <laughs> that line alone cracks me up. Anyways, so I wanted to see if he'd be interested in giving a pair of our work boots a try. So he sends me the link, and I can pick any fucking pair. So I picked uh, a pair called The Ring. They're black. And uh, I'm hoping I can use them at work on patrol because <laughs> they look pretty comfortable. No, that's the thing. They don't. Mm. And, uh, well, you work pin nights. You can get away with anything. Well, our department doesn't make you need a... I'm a strict polished boot guy. I've never had like Converse. You can wear black gym shoes or boots and you don't need that. You can have the Oakleys that don't get polished. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, but I've been a huge polished boot guy. That's always been my thing. But um, matter of fact, I hated Danny's boots being so highly polished that I went and bought core fam boots, which are really fucking hot in the summer because <laughs> they do breathe. So lazy. So lazy. Yeah. So I actually um, gave so, one of our recruits a hard time because he has Corfram boots. And I looked at him. I go, are those fucking Corframs? Because everyone was like, oh, dude, your boots are really shiny. I go, no, don't you give him any fucking That doesn't praise. count. Yeah. I, because nobody else had knew about it. That's and hilarious. He's in, he's in the Air Force, like, National Guard. Okay. I knew it. I go, are those fucking Corframs? He's like, yeah. Like, almost like, how did you know? I go, Right, like, right. Yeah, dude, those those are really fucking good. I go, no, don't you give this piece of shit any right. fucking credit. You better hand go, polish them. He those cleans those with Windex. Right. Or Pledge. Pledge works or well. Or Pledge, if you want a <laughs> lemony fresh smell. Right. I go, this is the laziest fucking thing I've ever seen. So I'm hoping that these Brunt boots uh, work well at work. If not, I got some great boots for the shop. Um, I keep having the people from the Chinese company that made me the, gave me those blocks to do my painting stuff, asking me when I'm doing the video. So <laughs> I got to do that. And then um, I was in, when I was in Idaho this past week, I, I went over to uh, Doug Valesha's house. He's from the Holesworm, the underscore Holesworm. Uh, him and his wife, Gabby. Gabby does paint and thread. She does tons of signs. And that's what I was asking. I was picking her brain about sign stuff. So when you mentioned the signs. Uh, so I got that going to be going on. And then... I just have a few, uh, as far as the shop goes, that's it for me. I'm all caught up. And I wanted to reach out and just say, I started an email campaign. I asked you, you said yes. I, I sent out 500 emails. I'm trying to get the website set up to where you, when you log into the website, that, you, they, that pops up, hey, join our emailing list. Because I think yeah. I can turn that on. So I've imported, so far I've gotten 88 people that said yes out of the 500. So I need to drive traffic. And you know what? Brandon, you said driving traffic to your Etsy and website. As soon as I sent these 500 emails out, which took me two fucking days, by the way, when I was in Idaho. So I did sit down and while I was watching TV with Uncle Harold, I'm doing email stuff. Uh, my fucking website traffic shot through the roof because people, even if they said no, they're checking out the website. You know what I mean? So I want to now design uh, a campaign as a welcoming campaign and offer 10% off or whatever, you know, I got to do and then start working that in because I got my Etsy built today. And I haven't sold anything on Etsy maybe in a couple of weeks. So I just don't like to see that bill go out if I'm not having money come in. Yeah. But I think I'm still going to keep it. I'm just going to keep my Etsy page instead of redirecting it. And I'm actually going to pay for uh, marketing and stuff towards the website. I'm going to do some marketing. Put it That's in my what I'm, I'm thinking about doing too, at least with the, with the uh, Etsy stuff. Because I, I listened to, was it Coffee and those guys? I, Coffee still has his... Etsy page and he still has 
the website on top of that. Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, might as well. So yeah. So one thing I'm actually kicking around doing and get to most likely do here in the near future. I'm gonna go legit. I'm gonna actually get like a seller's permit and a oh, resale I was gonna license. Get an, I was gonna get an LLC and a tax ID number. So I'm not gonna get an LLC because doing things this way with just the home decor stuff. And I actually, I don't know if you know this or not, because I was, I need to ask around, but as far as liability goes, if I say make a sign and I put the hanging hardware on the sign and say something happens and the sign falls right, and causes injury to somebody or something, do I take on that liability? For I a don't sign. hang it. I right. don't, I don't think it. so. I'm going to say no. Somebody else hangs it, but I provide right. the hanging hardware. I'm still going to say I, no. If you I bought a picture. install the hanging hardware on the yeah. sign. But if you bought a picture from fucking Menards or whatever, and it falls down and yeah. crashes and kills your kid, you can't sue Menards. Yeah, and that's kind of what my thinking is. So I'm going to actually lean towards, I'm going to actually do it as a sole proprietorship. How do you get Be- tax ID number and stuff like that? You use your social. So, because so I your, so your tax ID number is just your social security number. All right, because I got asked for a ten ninety nine. You know when I did the big ass flag, and now I got to report yeah. that next year's taxes. Um, I also want to report losses, and I want to report me buying fucking equipment for my shop. I want to write exactly. that stuff off. So Less I need a tax thing, and, ID number. And I'm going to go ahead and actually start a whole separate bank account for Full House. Right, I did that. Right. Everything did gets month. like commingled. Mm-mm. And stuff like that. Right. And it makes it really hard to really look at it and go, is this actually making money or do I just perceive it to right. be making money because I want it to? Right. So I just did that I'm last gonna, month and it's been a huge difference for me already. Yeah. So I I, I think just for tracking purposes, it's going to make right. it way easier. And I got so a debit I'm, card. It's yeah. only used I, for woodworking stuff. Because usually I use my Venmo account and I keep most of the most everything in there and then I'll move it over when I buy, you know, the supplies or whatever. Right. And, but there's been times too where it's been like, oh, hey, uh, let me just move over a hundred bucks or something like that for just for us to use. And I, I kind of want to get away from that. Right. No, you do don't want more. Right. Have it completely separate and just see what this can do. Yeah. But I know and- for, um, I think it's like JDS or something. It's a wholesale company that, um, you can buy like their big thing is like laserable products or sublimation kind of stuff. But one thing that you have to have or provide to them is a resale uh, license. License? Oh. Or a certificate or something. I forget okay. how it's termed. I saw it. I saw I didn't have it. And I went, well, shit. <laughs> hmm. So I want to go a little bit more legit, but I know that I'm going to have to do a better job of keeping track of like sales tax. Right. Because usually I just go, Hey, I'm it's, it's a hundred bucks. Well, I actually added sales tax to the cost of this Island. Mm-hmm. And then she said, you know, it was still kind of the, the quote was still kind of high for her and asked if I could do well, a little bit better. Price. And I thought if you pay cash, I'll get rid of the sales tax because no one's going to know you fucking give me money. That's so true. she said, we can do cash. And I'm like, I'll save you 300 bucks off the list, list price of the job. So, yeah. and then she turned around and said she wanted a Dallas Cowboy sign for Christmas for one of her relatives after she seen the Dallas Cowboy sign I made. So there's another customer. <laughs> and then when I sent this, so 
I mentioned I was supposed to retire tomorrow or be retired by tomorrow. And then, you know, that we, that changed where I now have to find a job. So I put out 12 applications so far and six of them were at home Depot for the, uh, a security specialist supervisor at six different stores. They haven't heard boo. I did, however, had, uh, someone reached out to one of the applications and I had to do a video interview, a one-way video interview where they, you get a certain amount of time to look at a question. You get a certain amount of time to answer the question and you get three takes. You record it. If you don't like it, you can re-record it, but you can only do that two times. The third time you have to keep it. So I oh, so right you can't of, record it like three times and like pick the best one. No, you record it. Ooh. If you fuck up, you have to do it over. You fuck up, you have to do it over, and that's the keeper. Or you don't answer the question. You, you can disregard it. But who can go to an interview without answering, answering all the questions? And I did it right at the end of my COVID. I felt I was so sick. <laughs> so I did the video, and it was only six questions. The seventh question was, please tell us anything you want about anything. They, right before I left for Idaho, they, they called me while I was sleeping, of course, and asked to see me uh, for an in-person interview now. I've made it to that point. I had my sergeant, he's got a buddy that works for that department. Initially, he reached out to him and said, hey, one of our guys is applying for this position. The position is community relations supervisor and you're the PIO for the department. Do all the evidence stuff. You design, create, and manage community relation outings and speak, you know, you speak outings and you put stuff together like cop on top and coffee with the chief and all this stuff and then uh what is cop on top that's dunkin donuts they have um a thing once a okay. year cop on top and all the sounds like departments. a porn thing the cops go up on on the roof and people come and donate money for a charity huh. and they get mugs yeah and stuff. it sounds like a porno it's actually pretty cool so i'm i'm out in idaho i got this this is a huge interview coming up Thursday. That will be the day after the podcast airs. Um, you know, I start scaring myself of uh, interview techniques. I went, I went out and bought a suit, a new slim cut suit that looks fucking awesome. And then I, I'm up all night. I can't sleep because I'm on vacation. And I'm on a different schedule. And I get all the shit in my head. And I'm thinking about what kind of programs should I, should I present? The, hey, I have this idea. I have this idea. I did a lot of research on the city. I see that they already have. They just started a Twitter. They have a Facebook page. They don't have an Instagram account, but I guess you would then manage, not, I guess I know part of my job would be managing the people that do the Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, you know, stuff. Uh, so I wrote a list of stuff down last night. How about this? And then I research it. Motherfucker. They have it. I want to do this. Well, they got that too. <laughs> what about this? Oh, well, they do that. I can't come up with anything that they don't do. <laughs> this is how well the department is with the community. They do all this stuff. Well, so part of it is managing social media. Show right. them at Maraza Woodworking. I'm going to mention it. Yeah. And then you, uh, you manage a social media page sure, and are, too. whether or not you like to admit it or not, you are a social media influencer. To some point on a small scale. You, no, 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 no. You're, you're minimizing and diminishing. Stop doing that. Sorry. Don't do that in your interview. You no, walk in no, there I and you won't. go, you want somebody to manage your social media? Well, guess what? You got a social media influencer here. I work with multi-million dollar brands on a regular basis. 
I guess that's true. You get sent free shit. So, you know, we're doing something right, right in that space. So for resumes, and I know we're, this is my, when I hear what's going on in my shop, this is part of my life. Um, I know when I went through for my bachelor's degree and I learned about putting together a resume and stuff, it's supposed to be two pages, right? Two pages. My work history, I'm 56. I couldn't list on my resume all my management experience when I worked and managed two different McDonald's with a span, you know, a span of control of 40 to 50 employees at each store. Uh, all this, all the stuff I've done in management side, I haven't been able to show on my resume. So I went to Office Depot today. I got these packets that you put together, and I was just going to add, bring like 10. So I have one for everybody that's going to be in the interview, a copy of the resume that they already have, and then the additional information as far as you're saying that, I'm going to add that. Social in- influencer, social media influencer, on this page yeah. with this many followers, on this page with this many followers, you know, these brands I work with. Um, look at how much I would, I would look up Brunt's, um, are they a publicly traded company? I haven't checked that yet, but I Stand will. Stand by. Keep talking about your stuff. Okay. I'm going to look something so, up for you. And while you're doing that, that's what I've been so stressed about all week is changing careers. And then I think I'm going to go to this new police department, which the, t- the city's great. Uh, I think I would be good at the job. I know I would be good at that job, but part of my fear is they go in a year. Oh, yeah. Well, you're not in a union or anything. So guess what? <laughs> We're going to go in a different direction. And I go, uh, back to woodworking. So my point was I knew I wanted to just do the woodworking stuff. But I'm not at a point where I can do that, obviously, apparently, according to somebody. So I send out all these emails. And as soon as I get responses from people I haven't talked to in years. Dude, I need a flag. Dude, I need a sign. I'm like, I'm getting work orders before they've even started subscribing to my email list because now they know I do the woodworking or they they just didn't really have time to reach out to me. But since I've reached out to them, they're like, so now I get like five more flag orders. (laughs) Like, I looked at my uncle and I go, man, if I only had every day to be in the shop, I know I could make this work full time. But that's not up to me only. So no. I'm scared. I'm excited. I'm nervous. Um, if the worst thing is I don't get this job, I also applied for a couple other things I'd be really good at. But I don't even know. You know, I, I don't know, Brandon. I'm kind of lost. All right. Well, you want to know what so. Brent is uh, valued at as of December 20th, 2021? Yes. $18.2 million. And, Where'd you look that they, up? and they saw you. I Googled it. I said, Brunt Boot Value. Okay. And then it took me to pitchbook.com. And it's, okay. it has other uh, valuations that I can't see. Mm-hmm. One from April or something. It's just blurred out. But it's his last deal. It's worth $18.2 million. That's So, <laughs> yeah, that's not terrible. I appreciate you lending that... Uh idea to me because how many times have you worked with Starbond? yeah a number of times Starbond, exactly tight bond you know all these multi-million dollar companies right and i didn't think of that but that's why i'm glad i actually just threw this at you because like i said i'm i can't sleep at night my head my mind's racing 
Uh, just get ready I'm, for this. I'm better interview. with pumping other people up than myself. <laughs> um, the last two things I have, I have some house cleaning, and it's prof- and it's because of you. First yes, of all, this is episode episode forty. Oh, this we never 40. introduced ourselves. I'm Mike Morazzo. That's Brandon Silvera. Look, if you're listening, look, if you're listening uh, to this episode, if you listen to episode forty, chances are you've listened to at least one other one. You should know who we are. Yeah, now. and all right, Brandon let's... wanted to name this the Madison Baumgartner. The Madison. The this Madison is Bum, the, the Mad Bum episode. This is the Madison Bum Gardner slash Gail Sayers episode. You can't no, have a number the forty. Episode. I called Dibs not, first. No, dude, Gail Sayers. Okay, how about this? One it's the, the Dan Ortmeyer episode. How about that? <laughs> Whatever. So, anyways, here, this is. I, I saw this and I thought, oh, I got to ask Brandon about this. All right, ask it away. must have been ten days ago. I'm watching something about the San Francisco Giants, and they're wearing the most hideous fucking uniforms I've ever seen. The City Connect. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that was disgusting. So you remember the City Connect jerseys from last year, right? Like Not Cubs yours, had like but Wrigleyville and all that. Yeah, I hate like, them. I think the White the Sox, Sox had, had the South Siders, and it's got the black and white pinstripes. Okay, so With the I can gang explain style it because lettering. I hate it too. Okay, okay. thank God. <laughs> However. Yes. They are 10 and 1 in those uniforms. Excuse me. Now they're 10 and 2. They actually lost a game earlier this week. 10 and 2 in those uniforms. So I'm okay with them wearing it. They actually added the orange helmet this year. Oh, God. Which just takes it to a whole new level. Oh, it's so of hideous. <laughs> but you notice how the bottom of everything is kind of faded, right? Yeah, I don't like, like it. Like there's a fog. Okay. Here we go. That's what it is. It's the okay. dumbest thing I've ever seen. I do, however. Like the G. I wish they would incorporate that more. Okay. Like their spring training cap, I freaking yeah. love. I need to get one. It's because it's just got that G on there. Okay. So. Oh, and I noticed that they have the first female coach in the major leagues. Yes. So. She's, and this is like her, to her third year. She's the first on-field female coach. Yeah. In major league history. And I love that because now, because I, ever since I had my first daughter and now I have two, I actually care about women's athletics because right. it now directly impacts me sure. and people I love. So I was able to sit there and nudge both daughters and go, check that out. There's a girl coaching first base. It's very cool. And they, and they thought they, my older one, she thought it was absolutely just amazing. The two year old Yankees did not care. Fun She's like, fact, where's the, where's the cotton candy? Yeah, fun fact about, about her. Uh, Sac State alum. Go Hornets. Oh, all right. Giddy up. I, I went there for a little bit. I drank a I, lot I, of alcohol I there. figured. I see the Yankees actually Hands have up, a female I, manager in their minor they leagues. They do, and I think it's yeah. – is it high A or is it rookie ball? I'm not sure, but I saw that too. I was like, wow. So uh, that's it, man. It's a long show, but it's been a month uh, – you know, I think we did pretty well. And I think uh, if you take like the total of minutes and a month's worth of shows and compare it to this one, I think we did really good. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to getting back on track now. Uh, yeah. Next Monday night, I'm off Monday night, Tuesday night next week. So it'll have to be Monday okay, night. Okay, so we'll, we'll do record. it Mondays. We'll do it Monday then. Um, and I'll have news on how the interview went if I shit the bed or passed out in front of everybody or whatever. So I, mean, I would, appreciate that would make for great content. Oh, and one last thing, the horrible <laughs> flight we had yesterday. Uh, oh, yes. You said, 
I had a horrible flight experience. Yeah, and you did. now you have another horrible flight experience because I count and, coming back from WorkbenchCon. Yeah, I never. Yeah, right. This was actually the flight. Uh, so there was a huge storm in the Chicagoland area. And one of my bosses from the part-time security gig I do, he had actually texted me on Friday and said, are you home yet? And I'm like, no, we're still in Idaho. He's like, there's a big-ass storm coming. I thought he meant to Idaho. <laughs> Not the case. Some huge fucking storm came to Chicago. So we get to the airport yesterday at 10.20 in the morning. Our flight was going to leave at 12.20. So we get on the plane, and we're flying. It's fine. Now, my wife hates to fly. Sometimes she takes drugs that were given to her by a doctor to knock her out because she hates to fly. It was so bad. One time she had to fly to Detroit for business and rent a car. She took the meds, got in the car, pulled over on the side of the road and passed out in a parking lot somewhere for two hours until she woke up. <laughs> and I said, you were, you do in Detroit. You were driving DUI in a shitty neighborhood. Good job. But anyways, she didn't take the meds. I take Dramamine because I can't shake and, you know, I get sick. Get up in the air. We're flying. We're supposed to land at the in O'Hare at 5.05. Well, at about 4.30, the pilot comes on and goes, ah. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking from the flight deck. Yeah. And I've got some bad news. Uh, there's really bad weather in Chicago, and they're letting planes circle, yet we don't have fuel to do that. So we're being diverted to South Bend, Indiana. Like, motherfucker. Go check out Notre Dame's campus. Yeah, not so when they don't let you off the plane. That's a bummer. So we land. Landing's fucking horrible because the turbulence is nuts. Because, you know, weather. Yeah. We land in South Bend. They're just going to refuel, and we're going to get back up in the air. I'm looking at the weather map. We land, send a message to the kids, touchdown, in South Bend. (laughs) The kids are like, what the fuck? by that much. I'm looking at the weather map. I'm like, that storm that's hit in Chicago, it's coming to South Bend. It's heading this way. Right? Quick. And I'm looking outside the window, and it's fucking dark. And Kim goes, please don't tell me that. I said, we're going to have to get out of here in the next 30 minutes, or we're not getting out without some bad, you know, turbulence. She starts getting in her mind, it's going to be a bad flight. Well, crash. turns out we don't get to, they don't want us to deplane because then we wouldn't be able to get back. So... After like an hour and a half, they're like, okay, get the fuck off the plane. We got to, you got to take all your shit with you. And then there's a restaurant in there because the storm's now coming and we can't get off the ground. So we get off, and there's one restaurant with two employees and 100 fucking mad hungry people standing in line <laughs> waiting to get food. <laughs> it was horrible. I feel so, bad for those two employees. Oh, my God. I, I gave them a $10 tip. I'm like, they were fucking hustling. And after you put your order in, it was 25 minutes because the one person who was making all the food had to make all the food, and the other person was running the cash register. So that storm came. It was really bad. It, it passes. We're there for a couple hours. We finally get back on the plane, and the, the pilot says, it's going to be very turbulent. Now, I've had two bad announcements in my flight flying <laughs> life. The first one was we went to North Carolina to play golf like, fuck, 30 years ago. 
we were flying down there, direct flight, but we got, there was weather. So we got diverted to Atlanta. Had to stay in Atlanta overnight. Overnight, which means six hours, go to a hotel, sleep for two hours, come back to the airport. When we come back to the airport, they say, well, we, now it's just a short trip from Atlanta to North Carolina. So they're not going to use a jet. They're going to use a prop job. So we get on this plane that's as wide as the distance between me and you on the screen. That's how big the fucking plane is. There's a seat, an aisle, and a seat. And Kim's freaking out. So you had the whole aisle to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. It was two aisle, two aisle and one seat. So three seats, two aisle, one. We're up in the air on this fucking, you know, air with propellers. And the pilot comes out of the front door and he says something to the stewardess or flight attendant. Sorry. And then we're way at the back of the plane. And I see her stopping at this person and this person, this person, then this person. And she's making her way back. And Kim's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Something's wrong. I'm like, nothing's wrong. Just relax. He's probably just Nothing's asking if you want yet. something. Just wait. The, the flight attendant comes up and says, we're having a problem shutting the door, so we want to make sure you don't take your seatbelt off. In case it opens, you don't get sucked out of the plane. My wife fucking lost it. She was a fucking wreck. So this flight yesterday, this flight attendant, we're getting, the pilot's like, there's going to be some turbulence. Okay. Kim's freaking out already. Kim says, we should just fucking get off and drive. I'm like, all our luggage is on the plane. We're going to drive three hours. How are we going to get our luggage with guns? I got guns coming back with me. I got two guns. No, we're going to fly. Well, those 15 minutes leaving there, she was crying and shaking. And the guy in front of us is like looking back. I mean, it was she good. It was the worst fucking flight she's ever had and i was trying to after we got through and it was bad man we were like dropping and then bouncing and then dropping and i was scared but there's really nothing that you can do about it if it wasn't really safe they wouldn't be up in the air you know what i mean i picture a bus going down the street and you're hitting potholes that's what i think yeah in my head i got kind of that's kind of the way i look at it too (laughs) it's like it was if it wasn't safe we wouldn't be doing this we wouldn't be up here but Twice that guy came on and said, the flight attendant, please, this is what he said, please, please, please keep your seatbelts on because we don't want anybody to get injured. And I'm like, holy fuck, dude, it was bad. So we didn't get home till like almost one o'clock in the morning. We got to the airport at 1030 in the morning. It was, it was a long day. How hard but, did Kim hit you once you guys like got off the plane and weren't around other people? No, she was not sh- agreeing to drive. She was shaking so bad. We got home. She's like, "Want to watch? Want to watch a show? Because I I'm too jacked up to go to bed." I'm like, "Yeah, man. You want to get watch some TV? Yeah. <laughs> Let's watch some TV." But I felt ho- so bad for her. So, all right, man. That was our last month. Yeah. Quite a bit of shit going on. Job changes, maybe, and shit being cat cat condos being built, and kitchen islands, and flags, all that fun stuff. All the things. All the things. So uh, this week I'm working. This is my long week, so uh, I'll have some shit that's going to happen, I'm sure. You're going to have Cinco de Mayo. Cinco. That's actually the day of my interview on Cinco de Mayo. It's going to be Oh, one last thing. I bought a drill press real quick off of Facebook Marketplace. I first found one because my buddy Marty from Red Red Lake Woodshop said, hey, he sent me a listing. I, I reached out to the woman on Saturday night before I left. And I said, I can come Sunday morning 
or Monday morning. And she's like, okay. It was $220 for a Craftsman full-size. Um, nice. Barely, barely used. Well, it rains Saturday night into Sunday morning. My truck's got water in it. It's still drizzling after work. I'm like, I'm not going to go pick up a fucking drill in the rain because I wouldn't be able to close the, you know, the tonneau cover. Yeah. So I texted her. She goes, yeah, come tomorrow morning, Monday morning. I'm like, okay, cool. Monday morning, when I got to get the fuck out of the fucking police department because I got to catch a plane, at 6.20, two guys get called to a domestic. Now it's me and the boss. We're just sitting there. All of a sudden, it's 6.40. Please no, please no, please no. Please no one from no. the day shift is in yet. Mm-hmm. And then one guy from the day shift comes in, and I ask him, hey, man, can you come up quickly? Because I got to get out of here to catch a plane. He's like, yeah. The second guy comes in and goes, hey, there's an accident in the parking lot right here, and it's one of our guys that was just coming into work. Some fucking truck hits him, and they're almost fighting. Can you run out there? I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to go to. So anyways, I barely get out of there on time. I text the woman. I'm on my way. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I got to apologize. I got confused with the text and I gave it to someone else yesterday. I got, you know, I started looking again on Facebook marketplace. I found another one for $150, a little bit older. It, it has the It's a 12 speed or 10 speed um, drill, drill press. It's got the round you know, table, but I'm going to put a big table on it. And it's 150 bucks. I, I texted a guy. You still have this? Yes. He goes, give me your phone number. He calls me. He says, listen, I sell a bunch of stuff on marketplace. He's a tree guy. He cuts down trees. He owns his own business. He says, I'm selling this for my friend who's moved, who moved to Arizona. He said, it's at his mother's house. Um, he goes, I don't hold stuff. If you want to put down 50 bucks, that's fine. I'll, you can send it right to him. Here's his name. And then I know you're leaving on vacation. I told him, I said, I'll be back in like 10 days or whatever. He's like, okay. So I sent them 50 bucks. I sent it to the owner. And now I texted the guy tonight and we're going to make arrangements for me to pick it up. Hopefully Wednesday or Thursday, but it's an hour North of me, but still oh, wow. for 150 bucks though, yeah, it's not uh, bad. I'll have a full size drill press down here and then I can start doing more work that I've been wanting to do that. My little Wen doesn't do more drill press work, more drill press work. And I'll have a, a Wen. Uh, 12 inch benchtop drill press for sale. Nice. Or gift. Almost, you can pay for shipping. You can have it. Do you have a drill press? I do. I have a Ryobi. Okay. I right, forget I it. I hardly ever use it. <laughs> okay. I use mine all the time. All right. That's it. I'm out of here. Okay. Uh, it was great seeing you. Have a fun week. Let's try and talk more. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be I've fun. I've noticed that I can't text too well when I'm like in the passenger seat because I start to get a little. Oh, you get the motion sickness. Well, not if like if I'm just in my phone. Yeah, but you're reading, right? Yeah, it's well, not like good. Reading or texting, and moving. And it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drama But bitch. I gotta be like into. It. If I do a little like a quick thing, like a text here or text there, oh. I'm usually fine. But yeah, well, like if I like start scrolling Facebook or yeah, not good Instagram or something like that. It's like oh, all right. Uh, oh, hey. Don't Bye forget, everybody. Like, send you questions and emails <laughs> to. Yeah, you hit the music. You it's like, it's like Look wrap at that. it up. Music's off. Okay, fine. See, now it's now it's weird. <laughs> now it's awkward. You for new listeners, you know we've been out of practice for a month. But Brandon, send if someone your question. Send a question to handcuffs and sawdust podcast at gmail Record a little voice memo and send it, or you can type it out if you're shy. It's okay. You can also DM Mike at Morales Woodworking. You can 
DM me at Full House Woodworking, or you can DM the show at Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast. So many ways. We try to make it really easy for you. It's so easy. All right. So that's it, man. I mean, it's David Franklin, too. David, send us a question. Stay safe in the streets and on the shop. On the streets and in the shop. 